Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to another installment of the Splash Podcast. I'm one of your hosts, as always. I'm the Geek. And joining me, as always, is the tall one, Cliff himself, the big homie. We mm-hmm. are your friendly neighborhood uncles here talking about mm-hmm. whatever, whenever, however we feel. Hey, Cliff, you know what's a killer? Today's topic, my, me, Zeke. My personal favorite movie of all time is Top Gun. There's no question. No question. If there was one movie in this world that I had to take with me if I was stranded on the desert island, it is Top Gun. Because it has everything I want. (laughs) Great movie. Yeah, it's just number one in all in every category. Yeah, man, almost became a pilot because of this movie. So yes, Top Gun. Mm-hmm. You know what it is. You know why we're here. Top right, Gun. it says it in the title. <laughs> Top Gun Two Maverick is coming, and as of this recording right now, I see that bad boy tomorrow. Mm-hmm. So I'm hyped because. All that movie has to be is better than this one. Supposedly it is. At least that's what the rumor is. Guess what? This is my favorite movie. Mm-hmm. <laughs> this movie has a and listen, listen. Let let me cut the chase right now. <laughs> is this movie good? I don't know. I don't think I can personally look at it from an objective point of view anymore at this point in my life. I know I enjoy the crap out of this movie. Mm -hmm. The F-14 Tomcat is the best looking jet in my personal humble opinion. It looks cool. It just... mm, I've seen that thing in person at the Intrepid in New York. Ah, it's my favorite jet. This is my favorite movie. So I'm a little biased coming into this review, but I don't care, man. I mean, this is probably the biggest the geekiest thing. Were on. <laughs> right. Like, you have your favorite jet. I can barely name one. <laughs> I can name a number, but we're not, this is not what we're here to talk about. Ah. The only jet I know is Starscream. <laughs> That's it. Yes, I am. No, man. Very much. You know what? Since I, I'm, I'm going to have a lot to say. Mm-hmm. You tell me, what, what is your history with this movie? When did you first watch it? What was your experience? And then later on, we can get into how we felt watching it recently, mm-hmm. which for me was... Like four hours ago, four, six, this seven. This morning... A little bit of last night and then this morning. Mm-hmm. Okay. Right. You tell yeah. me. Yeah. Just what's your history with this movie, my man? Top. Mm-hmm. Lay it on me. Top. Oh, okay. <laughs> oh, I'm. Wow. Yes. Damn, I'm not the Iceman. Oh. I'm short, <laughs> hot headed. You're tall, cool, calm, and collected. You're also my funny guy, man. So I gotta die. Wow. No, that's not what I'm saying. Just talk to me. Good. Yeah, I know. No, but basically, so my history with this movie is very minimal. Like, I watched it for the first time during the lockdown in 2020. 
Yes. Yes. So literally only two years ago. Why didn't you tell me? Well, at the time, I, this was like... Um, we could have been doing a commentary. That would have been a blast. We could have. like It, it never really hit my mind because at this point, I was just like, oh, a Tom Cruise movie. Cool. Great. You know, because you know my, my like relationship with Tom Cruise. He's hit or miss for me. He's entertaining, but a lot of times, you know, I think he kind of goes overboard, but I get it. That's the that's that's the moneymaker for him is that he's the only action star that's going that will go to space and risk his life you know and is going to die in space i get it you know this is how he wants to leave this planet that or somehow fighting a shark probably megalodon too he's the main character don't know deep blue c4 i I mean we might as well because that's the only way we're actually gonna know if a megalodon Lenon actually exists because Tom Cruise will find it. Mm-hmm. He'll be like, exactly. nah, if I'm doing it, we're getting a real one. So let's He's go. got the money too. Right, exactly. Yes, because of his devoutness. Mm. Exactly, but yeah, so I watched this That's for the first time. And... To talk about. We're not here to talk about cults. <laughs> not yet, at least. Because who knows, one day. One day. But yeah, but yeah, I saw this in 2020. I was entertained. I was like, oh, okay. I see why people like this. You know, it's, I think it's probably the, one of the most great examples of just classic 80s films. And I get it. The director is also responsible for directing one of my favorite, um, uh, I don't want to say, it's kind of a buddy cop, but cop film, which is Beverly Hills Cops uh, 2 and all that. And then he did, um, I think it was, uh, what was the movie with Will Smith? Uh, I think it's Emmy of the State or something. He did that as well. That you know, mm-hmm. yeah, like, yeah, Tony Scott, this was right around I mean, the time. He's all also that. Ridley Scott's little brother. Right. Exactly. Had, so, because his first movie before Top Gun was a flop, but the guys who were producing it really loved the atmosphere of his mm-hmm. movie. So they were like, nah, man, he's our guy. So, right. That makes sense. But yeah, but Top Gun. Ridley Scott was probably like, hey, man. That's my brother. He good. Right. He's probably he was probably a producer on a lot of these films anyway. And whatnot. Mm. But yeah, um, Top Gun. Fun movie. Like, oh, I have so many good things to say, but I also have so many very like nitpicky yet like funny things to say. They probably can't see it. This is a top my top gun glass. It says top gun. Then it says feel the need. Then oh, it looked like it faded. Full speed. No, it's 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 just the uh, liquid. It's, it's, it's a okay. The liquid's not helping, and the lighting and the camera. Mm. Don't worry about it. It's there though. Okay, that makes sense. But yeah, basically, I enjoyed this movie. It's probably one of the. I would argue it's probably one of my favorite um, Tom Cruise movies, which really is only two: that and this and uh, Mission Impossible Fallout. You know, but yeah. It's fun. I have a lot more to say, but like, that new trailer we'll get into it. Mm-hmm. What'd you say? Side tangent. Man, you gave uh, uh, what's homegirl Rebecca Ferguson? You gave her a sword on the bridge. I'm here for it. Why not? Haley Atwell is in it. Even the action genre alive. Mm. He's doing it, and this, this, this is the beginning. <laughs> This is when this man became a thrill-seeking junkie. <laughs> this man was like, ooh, they put me in the back of a jet. 
that was yeah. nice. Yeah, that car chase scene in the trailer, I think he took that from um, uh, No Time to Die, the James Bond movie. He was like, all right, I'm going to do that, but better. <laughs> I don't know, because when they were filming this, that movie hadn't come out yet. This is true. I mean, these. this was also one of the movies where this and No Time to Die, they were both like pushed back during 2020 as well. Yeah. yeah. So who knows? But but yeah, like basically had that whole like the leap, the leap behind the scenes audio mm-hmm. of him chewing out his casting. Oh, yeah. Group. Staff for COVID. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. Yeah, and this is just part one. So man's like trying to make a movie. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's Tom Cruise about it. But, yeah, you know. but this is his, this is his Infinity War. This is his Deathly Hollows, like two parter back to back. All right, and he, he he's had plenty of time to edit both of these movies. Part two better drop three months later. I swear, if I have to wait no, six it's, months, it's dropping a year later, exactly a year later. <sighs> mm-hmm. Hey man, hey hey hey. Kofi gave him an extra year to do stuff. Yeah, but remember, he also had Top Gun coming out, which he was like, Sure, yeah. I got time. I, we got to promote. <laughs> mm-hmm. Every every time I open up a YouTube video, Top like, Gun trailer. Top Gun. And I'm like, I know. I know what I like. Thank you, YouTube. I get it. I'm going to see it. Stop reminding me. I'm trying mm-hmm. to like, because that's my thing with this movie overall is like the sequel is that I'm trying to like, I'm just trying to be easy about it. Mm. I don't want to have my expectations so high, but I'm so hyped. Like, it's hard because I'm like, you got to understand, I have been waiting for a Top Gun 2 since mm. I was a little boy. I just wanted more of that. But I also want to, like, you know, like for me, it was like, yo, I want to see that next story. Like, mm-hmm. what are Iceman and Maverick going to do next? What adventures are they going to get into? Yeah, Disney and they got lucky. And then Iceman becomes the lead. Like, bro, right. I was, I've been dreaming about what a sequel to Top Gun could be, and it's finally coming. So watching this movie again really just like showed me. Okay, I still love this movie. I do. I can quote it like crazy. As you should. I can. I can see vividly moments in my youth where like I remember exactly what I was doing, what I was eating, what I was wearing mm-hmm. depending on the scene because I've seen this so many times. My grandmother literally hid her copy of <laughs> and then stole my mother's copy so I couldn't watch this movie anymore. True story. Why she here? She thought she blocked me a blessing. The sex scene, but as an adult, I'm like, This that, this thing that one sex scene is so weird. It is, it is. Which, it's well, do you want to know why it's weird? Sure, but I'm like, It's no Paul Verhoeven type of intimate, like intimate sex scene. They had a week before the premiere and they had to shoot two scenes, two specific major scenes. Um, the love scene. And the scene of them in the elevator. Because literally the last time you saw Charlie, in the the original cut, the last time you would have saw Charlie is when, after their argument. And that was it. And test viewers are like, "Uh, 
that's weird. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right, she just randomly dips. <laughs> yeah, mm-hmm. like, what happened here? And so then they shot that, and that's why she's wearing a cap and sort of looks like white Janet Jackson for some reason. Um, but she was doing a completely different film altogether. White Janet cut all her hair. <laughs> I just got a picture, bro. I got you. Picture. Very attractive woman. Mm. So was Janet Jackson. And I was just like, you're the milk chocolate version of Janet Jackson. And you milk of magnesia. (laughs) So for um, all my don't be missed South Central James Juice the fans. Y'all will get that reference. They had like a day to get those shots. So literally Mm -hmm. it's a dude with a camera. A light and some like curtains. It's like <laughs> and do like, some tongue stuff. That's yeah, it. Do some tongue stuff. We gotta get this. Let's go. Mm. So that's that's why it might be a little like odd, and also just like it's a lot of tongue, man. Like as a grown man, I was like, I don't know it's not that. that. It's just Tom Cruise. I'm like, sir, what are you doing here? I'm like, you you look so awkward trying to like play tonsil hockey with this woman. Like, ugh, this is disgusting. You might you might be Top Gun in fighter pilot maneuvers, but making out, nope. You got to work on it. But let me ask you this: um, Have you had a chance to see this in theaters yet? Like the original? I'm only regretting life. I've never seen the original. I had okay. a chance to. I had it, then had a gig come up, so couldn't make it. Um, but so that that's another reason why I'm really looking forward to Top Gun 2. Mm-hmm. Um, not to bring it back to that film because we're talking about this one. But, um, you know, I've never saw this movie in theaters. I really have always wanted that experience of hearing, hearing it in a theater setting. Like, mm-hmm. of course, I've had a surround sound home theater system and it's good. It's good, you know, got a nice subwoofer and everything, so I can like really get the bass if I want, but it's not the same, you know. <clears throat> so, yeah, man, I'm hyped to be in an IMAX theater and watch the crap out of this movie, and then potentially putting up the big bucks to maybe see this in 4DX. <clears throat> I don't know if that's going to be a good idea because it'll probably be a lot of wind in my face, and I'll probably just have like dry eye at the end of it, but. Dry eye, headache, blown out eardrum. <laughs> My back probably will hurt. Just be like, Jesus, I get it. I get it. They're turning. I just, you know, like. Like, I should have bought an icy and popcorn. <laughs> I should have bought these cookies. Like, mm-mm. But, like, hey, man, I've done that, like, once every few years since it came out. And, like, mm-hmm. it's fun, you know. I think I have more fun when I like take people mm-hmm. and watching them sort of experience what happens after the first time you experienced it yourself. It's just like, it's one of my favorite things to bring new people to a 40X and be like, you're about to have a wild time. <laughs> and I don't know if you're going to enjoy it or just be like, why was this worth so much? Who knows? Or are you going to be traumatized? Like, I, I, I can't, I can't, I can only tell you about my experience. I had a good old jolly time. Mm-hmm. So yeah, yeah, man, like this movie is iconic in so many, on so many levels, you know. Um, 
just like all the quotable lines. Talk to me, Goose. Love it. I feel the need, the need for speed. Your body's writing checks, your body can't cash. Like, mm-hmm. hit after a hit after a hit. Yeah, this is very true. This movie is so much fun. Um, because, like, legit, legit. Um, there are movies you watch where there's a hype level and there's a hype factor, you know, where it's just like at a certain point, it just hits and you're like, ooh, you like perk up in your seat a little bit. That's mm. the very beginning of this movie. So can we get into it? Because I really want to talk about that part because that's probably my favorite moment of the entire movie. Go, my friend. It's literally. Oh, okay, sorry. Spoilers for a uh, 30-some-odd-year-old-plus movie. So. 1986, people. We passed spoilers. Right. But yeah, that, oh my goodness. First off, cinematography by uh, Jeffrey Kimball. Beautiful. I never thought I loved Yellow Hue so much in my life. Oh. My goodness. I, I, have, I have a fun fact about mm-hmm. one of those shots um, in the opening chunk. Mm-hmm. It's just wild. Just wild. It's one of my favorite stories. But okay. Anyway, continue, continue. But yeah, I, love that opening. It's beautiful. And then, now you know me, I'm a big proponent of, you know, what, what screenwriters or what directors or actors would call the hook. You know, that like first couple pages, like you need to get people and like they need to be in this movie. Top Gun does that for me. That's one of those movies where I'm just like, I do the danger zone. I'm like, oh, give me Soundtrack, this baby. Soundtrack. Oh, you know. Soundtrack Ooh. slaps. And guess what? Exactly. It's like four songs. <laughs> like, no, no, I agree. The soundtrack is like four songs. And they all just like, it hits because even um, Take My Breath Away, like they mm-hmm. only play, you know, the just the music part for so long a lot of the scenes between mm-hmm. Jack and charlie and then when the love scene happens then then they play it so it's like you earn it it's weird like they make you earn the lyrics to the song mm-hmm. it's like the soundtrack works on so many levels just because one it's just like yo bro this is this was the 80s and you feel that and you feel that energy um mm-hmm. two like with the opening you go from like the top typical black and white credits mm-hmm. and then you go into highway to the danger zone and it's just like probably a terrible like audio track weirdness of just being like here's the song you know yeah that faded and that was probably tricky to i do. think i think it works because it's just like no, here it is, yo. Top Gun. We here. We're Jets. This is America. Mm. You know, like yo, talking about the biggest and most, it's like the biggest. Like yeah, hey, being a naval aviator is cool. Like the biggest promotional <laughs> movie for joining First anything. Of applicants after this movie came out mm-hmm. were high for years. This was Dosh Garn. A speaking of tool like it's wild bro like me and my buddy me and one of my best friends in high school mm-hmm. we literally sat there and we had applications in our hand because we were both like we want to be pilots and then okay. 9-11 happened it, like 
it was one of those weird things where like because me and him went to the same school from elementary all the way through high school and we would talk about it as kids just like we love top gun top gun was great okay we wanted to be pilots and then 9-11 happened and i sort of like backtracked for a few years and i was like hmm i don't know about that mm-hmm. <laughs> i don't know about that anymore uh you know just being a kid in new york during that time it was a little traumatizing where you're just like oh, i'm sure i'm sure it was yeah. but um how much uh how much money do you think because because i'm sure you're aware of like the government or the army or military um, also give like us also fun like movies where there's a lot of, you know, military and like army presence and like uh, naval aviators, you know, like they did it for all the Captain America movies, like Michael Bay's films. I'll do that. Hold on. On contraire, my friend. Did they do that for this one? Pentagon charged Paramount Pictures $1.8 million to use all of their planes and aircraft carriers for the film. No, the government made money <laughs> so they could use these planes and you and get that footage. That's wild, because now, because I looked up, it says for Top Gun Maverick, uh, for Maverick, it said the Maverick's budget was... Reportedly 173 million where the Pentagon gave them assistance. Cause because I gotta send you the um the PDF file that shows the list oh, of all the movies that they they've supported. Tom Cruise. They mm-hmm. owed Tom Cruise a favor. And right. They said, Hey buddy, remember that one time I did a movie and y'all were being loosey-goosey about stuff? Mm-hmm. And we paid you? No. Now you need to return that favor because I gave y'all business forever. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Time to return to Facebook. Right. They did because Tom Cruise is devout. Um, anyway, because we gotta have a conversation about that one day, just seeing how much money the Pentagon and just the US Army has funded other movies where like a lot of their stuff is used, like Captain America, Michael Bay films, um, Battle Los Angeles, that terrible movie. Yeah, but because like, all this money just oof. goes right back to them. Oh, I know not. Ooh. That's that's a whole conversation later we'll get into, but but yeah, basically, I love this opening scene because again, the hook. It's the same reasons, one of the big reasons why I love you know Django or Kill Bill or um, it Beverly Hills Cops one and two or um, any other movie that you know the OG Ninja Turtles movie. Like you know when they when they're when you have music that just fits perfectly for what you're for what you're telling for what the story you're telling. I'm like oh yes. You know, it's one of my biggest complaints about the MCU is I'm just like, can y'all give me some good opening visual credits? Like, I'm tired of watching them at the end. I get it. Y'all got post-credit scenes that y'all need to have people see. But like, my goodness. The MCU can be what we call sometimes a little lazy uniform. Mm-hmm. And it's tried and true. There's, there's, you can't, the numbers don't lie. Mm-hmm. It's not like we're telling them anything by giving them a billion dollars every other movie, <laughs> you know? Right. Like, it, exactly. You know, we have to look at it from both aspects. Everyone. Mm-hmm. Like, Ooh. I'm not or saying like, um, boycott M- the MCU. I'm not saying that. What I'm saying is just like... Hey, but we can acknowledge their faults. Yes, but we also have to acknowledge that we are sheeple to the MCU and Disney machine. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and we're like, yes, please, sir. May I have some more? 
Like mm-hmm. exactly. I mean, but yeah, as, like, as a as a nerd myself, like I'll be honest, like yo, I want all this stuff to be good. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't wish for the superhero genre to fail. I know there's a side tangent, but I just feel like <laughs> I, I just want. I got to defend myself. I, I don't know who I'm defending myself from, but I got to defend myself. Well, speaking of side tangent, real quick, uh, the Blue Beetle costume set um, leaks. What you think? Just let the people know. I'll put photos of that in here during editing for people to see them officially. I like it. Um, I hope they do like a, a slight CG pass on his helmet. It looks oh, they definitely a are. too Power Rangery for me right this second. But everything else, I'm like, it looks good. His footwear and knee pad wear were a little wonky in one of those photos, but I just feel like, you know, costume was just sitting weird, you know, it's not mm-hmm. in post yet, so. Right, yeah, there's still a lot of effects. Obviously, I'll put the thing on like there. Him, like, taking a break offset, because um, obviously once he gets on set, they're going to be like, hey, can we check continuity? Make sure everything's straight. Mm-hmm. So, but yeah, I like it. It looks good. Um, I'm excited for this. I'm excited for that actor. Because, like, I, I look at all those kids from Cobra Kai. Cobra Kai, and I'm like, I hope a lot of them do get that eventual, like, Stranger Things treatment where, like, people start getting plucked and, like, doing things. Maybe not all, like, mm. the greatest things because they're all young. And so they have, like, one of them's trying to be in all the dramas. And uh, Hawk needs to be some kind of action star. Someone needs to put him. Three Ninjas reboot, college kids, put Hawk in there. I need no, Hawk to do something. I don't want Homeboy to get like typecast, but you know who I do see him as? Nova. A young Nova for the hmm. Young Avengers. If they're not going to go with an old man and you want a young person, I think he'd be a great young Nova. Does Nova Corps even still exist? Yeah, it existed in Guardians of the Galaxy. Two? Oh, Novacore, bro. They weren't in two, but they're still out. Because I thought they got destroyed. No, their planet didn't get destroyed. They had a big battle. Oh, okay. Battle. That goes to show you I haven't seen that movie since 2014. They were still talking about it. John C. Riley, he was at the end of the movie, and they're like, we're talking to them. Then oh, yeah, they fixed the ship, yeah. right? Yeah. Mm. So, yeah. My bad, Guardians of the Galaxy fans. So, no, that's all I'm saying. Okay. I, I think he has the right attitude, but also can be a sweetheart and a doofus. Mm-hmm. He could be Nova very easily. He's in good shape. You can get a little bit more jacked, you know, not for martial arts. Hopefully, keep your physique so, you know, you can still, like, move like a human being, even though Nova's very pew-pew-pew-y, so... Mm-hmm. Yeah, I got you. I think you'd yeah. be a good fit. Anyway, back to Top Gun. Um, right. Yeah, because real quick. I'm not even going to go back to the whole superhero thing. Just saying, we all love this stuff. I love this stuff. I want this stuff to succeed. But I can also acknowledge that sometimes I feel like you're just on autopilot when you're making superhero content. And I'm like, I want that creativity. This is why something like the Batman was so refreshing. Mm-hmm. It was just like, ha, ah, this is nice because it's different. 
Yeah, it mm-hmm. reminds me of some stuff that I saw before, but I didn't care because it was good. It was interesting. It was engaging visually. Everything was like nice to look at. I don't know. Like when you when you try different things, you know, it's interesting. It mm-hmm. it helps. Right, exactly. And just to close out my uh, my thoughts on the intro on the intro scene real quick. That's why I agree because like I also I was also thinking of movies like um, I don't know if you've seen uh, Mo Better Blues by um, Spike Lee starring Denzel Washington, Wesley Snipes, um, Carlo Espedito, like spectacular film, very similar to like what Whiplash is. Oh, oh my god! I'm sorry, literally that has become one of my top five films of all time. Like it is spectacular. When did that come out? Uh, the 90s, I want to say it was after Do the Right Thing. Uh, 1990. I might have seen it. Mm-hmm. And it might be one of those things where I was like on the younger side mm-hmm. and probably was not fully able to grasp what I was watching. Mm-hmm. Because I, okay. I can see all those guys visually in what i think is that movie mm-hmm. yeah jazz movie they're on stage um yes wesley got a saxophone and a, a soprano yes. sax as well yes. i've seen it Could okay yeah we'll, we'll talk about it later because that has bumped up to like literally one of my top five films of all time like when i tell you they got jazz musicians accurate oh to the point where even the dumb shit that music that jazz musicians do is on point. I'm like, okay, okay, Spike. I found my favorite movie of yours. Thank you. Appreciate it. I love you. But they also have a really great opening credit scene where the music fits the vibe of the film and the backdrop is just wonderful. It's great. I love it. And Top Gun does that really well. Like I am invested as soon as this movie starts. You know, like I'm with him like, yeah, maybe I should have been a naval aviator, you know? I can see me shooting up some other jets real quick. <laughs> In the name of safety. <laughs> name of doing you know, my civic duty. Like honest to God, like, dogfight in a very long time. What? Besides stealth? With Jamie Foxx and Jessica Biel? No, I'm Biel. saying in actual... No. Oh, you mean, like, real-life combat? Yeah. I feel like if there was, they, we probably wouldn't know. A lot of what they do now is like bombing runs. Mm-hmm. This is true, yeah. Because I feel like they wouldn't just open it like, yeah, we had a dogfight at 0600 yesterday, blah, 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 blah. Like, I feel like that would not just be general information to the American people, unfortunately. I want to know, bro. I want to know that my tax paying dollars are going to at least good condition jets. Mm-hmm. No, that's very fair. Like, exactly. Hey, man. You, all these cool things you keep making. I hope they work and I hope they're like getting pushed to their limits and actual like I, I don't because like it's a very dangerous job and I don't want people to just be losing their lives because people want to be cowboys. No, mm-hmm. that's not what I'm saying. But like AK you know, Maverick. <laughs> jets are cool, dude. It's mm. very simple. It's very simple. And that's what that whole opening is about. It's just like, look how awesome these jets are. Aren't they awesome? Look at them. Look at them. They're going it's not even that. It's also just like, look at how cool the mechanics who are on board this naval vessel 
see how their job is also important. They got to get well everything set up. well-oiled machine, baby. Like, well-oiled machine. Oh, man. It's great. And the song is just slapping hard. Mm-hmm. Just hard. And one thing I really love about that whole opening section on the USS Enterprise, because have you ever heard about what the original pitch of this movie was supposed to be before it became like what it is? No, but please don't tell me it's related to Star Trek. No, but okay. people still wanted to make it. Um, their pitch was, yo, we want to do Star Wars, but on land. And the people are like, okay. But why? No. But no. And then along the way, after also the Navy being like, heck no, you can't use that script. Oh yeah, they showed it to the Navy and Navy was like, absolutely not. <laughs> mm-hmm. That will not be what this is about. Absolutely not. And then they did a couple of more passes and they were like, absolutely not. <laughs> you can't do this. Like Charlie, they originally, she was going to be like a female officer, like a pilot. And they were like, absolutely not. There are no women in the Navy. Mm. You got to know, she she created the the jets. could not happen. So She works for the Pentagon, that's it. You got to know. But they actually met a civilian contractor, and so they're like, she's based off of that person, essentially. Mm. Okay. Like, man, it's the... This, in the beginning, it it starts on that hype level and then you're thrown into the action when the when the, the bogeys which was the wrong term mm-hmm. because it's for an unidentified flying aircraft not an obviously identifiable one that they keep identifying mm-hmm. <laughs> so bogey is the wrong term but i'm not gonna go down that road um i'm really stuffy so i'm sorry allergies are kicking my butt mm. so um you're doing all that and it's real high octane action you know you're just like woo yeah Mm. Mm. homeboy went upside down we're having a good time right and then boom PTSD is in trouble and then like you're just like oh it all of a sudden just got real real quick like this is serious this Mm. job is dangerous this man could have died if that dude decided to shoot, he would have died. And so you're just like, and he put his partner in jeopardy. It takes you on this. a roller coaster of emotions. Mm-hmm. This whole first section. But fun fact about this first section: when they were coming back to land, when they were getting ready to film that shot, the uh, the captain of ship of the uh, the aircraft carrier mm-hmm. he turned he was turned into shit because they had to like go and he was like or no wait a minute it was either that or scott wanted them to turn the boat to get the right sunlight because mm-hmm. i think the sun was setting and he was like i need the shot i need the shot and they were like bro do you know how much it costs to turn this boat and dude i wish i could find the number but it, it's like 
Sure, in the millions. They were like thousands of dollars. Yeah, yeah, here it is. Um, the carrier captain had changed course of the ship. For the opening of the film, director Tony Scott wanted to shoot aircraft taking off and landing on an aircraft carrier, backlit by the sun. The, car- the carrier captain had changed course of the ship, and when Scott asked if the ship could continue on the previous course and speed, he was told that turning the ship cost $25,000. Scott then wrote the captain a quick $25,000 check so the ship could be turned and he could keep shooting for another five minutes. According to Scott, the check bounced. I mean, that's smart, though. There you go, 25000 $25, I, I don't know if it's actually good, but like you guys just gave you money, so bam. Turn around for me. Mm. I feel like we're doing something wrong if it comes Cost that much to be able to turn a ship. I feel like we need to figure something better out. Right. And that was back then. Imagine it now. That's probably how much it costs to turn just a random uh, Norwegian cruise liner. In today's money, probably. Why? I understand there's a lot of ingenuity that's involved. But just to make a left wow. turn? <laughs> just to make a Yui? <laughs> that's ridiculous. But anyway, like, fun stuff like that, man, where it's just like, bro, I just need these five minutes <clears throat> so these pilots can land and so I can get this beautiful shot. But I'm glad he did because it looks great. It looks freaking great. Mm. But yeah, man, and then we move on and, you know, we go from that dramatic moment with Cougar and Maverick and Goose, they get their shot at Top Gun. Mm. And I, something I've noticed rewatching this movie so many, so many times is like, as I've gotten older, I've started to watch it a little bit more like critically just to be like, sometimes every now and then I'll be like, all right, let me actually watch the performances and see like, do I believe these people? Just sometimes as an acting exercise, just to be like, do I still have my chops kind of thing? Um, can I still do mm. this? And there's just something to be said about like what Tom Cruise is doing when he's not talking. I think because there are so many moments of just like shots of his face reacting to things. And I really mm. like what he's doing because you can see so much, you know? depending on the situation. Right. And I like that. And I just like his acting choices that he made. Not all of them. Because he cannot oh, help oh. himself but smile. Oh, there's a part in the script that I... Smiley man. Mm, there's a part in the script where I was just like, y'all kept this in here. This should this should have been taken out. Like, this is a dumb moment. But we'll get to that in a second. But like, yeah, they get their moment. Oh, you mean him following a woman? Yeah. Ladies, yes. Like what? I was the '80s, bro. I literally thought Charlie was going like kick his balls in because I'm just like, yo, bro, this is not cool. This this does not work in any realistic like situation. I'm not leaving. I'm still here. Like, oh my goodness, it made no sense to me because like because that's the whole thing. Because I'm like in the entire from that from beginning movie to that moment, I'm in. I'm all in for like I'm like, all right, cool, yeah. He sung her a song. That's cute. Which also, can you imagine being at a bar surrounded by that many white men singing at you? 
I would be terrified personally. Because the only other black dude in this movie was Homeboy from um, Texas Walker, uh, Walker, Texas, Texas Ranger. Can't remember his name at the moment, but. And also Die what? Hard. Oh, oh, right. Okay. Did not know. His, his uh, call sign is Sundown. That's a dope name. Because he's black. <laughs> but still a cool name, bro. Yo, my name is Sundown. Oh uh, yes, and we're talking about uh, Clarence Gilroy Jr. People, in case y'all don't know, yes, very um, very well known black One actor of, from like, the eighties and nineties in this whole movie, right? Exactly, but and yeah, of course he's a Rio. Nothing against mm-hmm. Rios because they are very important to the mechanics of an F fourteen, but still, everybody wants to be a pilot. No one. Well, I'm sure uh, him is like, y'all want to be a Rio so bad. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm sure Homeboy, what's his name? Uh, Jay Ellis from um, Insecure is going to be a going to be a pilot in the sequel. That's great. Haven't seen it. When I see it, it if his character is interesting, I'll care. Listen, I mean, I'm sure they're going to focus on Miles Teller's character more. Than you anything. needed all the support players. You needed Hollywood. You needed Wolfman. You needed Slider. You need mm-hmm. guys like them to just be like, yo, we just here and we look all look like supermodels. Right. We all need to be oiled up. We all need to be a part of this, the biggest dick swinging contest of history. But that's what like, this pitch eventually oh. became because they were like, yo, Top Gun is like, this is a sports movie. And if you watch it that way, it is a sports movie. I think it's a, I think for people who don't like, like planes on the regular, Mm-hmm. I think it's a very boring sports movie or maybe just a little bit hard to follow because I feel like complaints I hear from people who maybe don't enjoy the movie sometimes say that I don't understand what's going on in the flying scenes. I don't understand who's who or what's happening. And I'm like, that's more just an editing problem. But, but also on a personal, I think, but Sure is a lot of what they're showing on screen because like a lot of the time it was like, hey guys, we're gonna do stuff for the cameras, but like we're also still training. So mm-hmm. we're just gonna like do stuff. And maybe that's confusing, but I also feel like in a lot of the cuts, they make it clear. Like when you're saying, Hey, I need you to break right. You see the you see the plane go right, like. I don't know. To me, I, I felt like I could always follow it. Are there some moments where it's confusing? Not for me personally, no. And maybe because I've just watched this movie a lot. But like, I can tell the slight differences in each F-14. Like, there are mm-hmm. different symbols on them. Like, that specify who ship it is. It's subtle. It's small. But I could tell you know, I felt. I also feel like Iceman at the end. I feel like his F fourteen is a little bit shinier for some reason. Like it's just coated in ice, if you will. Okay, so I might have like, to go back and look at that for again. For me, like that might just be a stupid, superficial nerd thing I've created for myself. But I always felt like his just looks a little bit shinier for some whatever. Okay, and Mavericks looks a little bit like. Not dirtier, but just like more basic, mm-hmm. and just it, it has like a different kind of gray to it. Almost, I feel like 
Iceman's like, jet looks shiny. That makes sense. Yeah, Maverick's like this dirty, downtrodden dog, you know, who's just trying to mm-hmm. come up and like be the top dog. And so his just looks a little bit more rustic almost to me. I'm like, oh, I can tell that's that's Mavericks at 14. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I get that. I don't know. I've I, and again, I have a huge bias to this movie, so I defend it. And yeah, I mean, I don't think yes, there's. Let's let's get the. My voice is correct. Cool. Let's address the elephant in the room. This movie gay. Yes. And that's okay. And that's okay. That's okay. Listen, listen. Um, thank you. I'm so glad someone else noticed this. I'm like, yes. Oh, y'all are in love. Just, just make out with each other. Like, oh, like the homeboys is real. Oh. This movie, dog. The sexual I love it. is real. Oh my goodness. No, it's great, man. It's great because, like, I don't know. I've I, like that's not how I talk to a lot of dudes, but I get it. I get that's me. I get the sentiment. I don't be all up in guys' face like, hey, man. Mm-hmm. bite at you. Mm-hmm. Exactly. It, it gives me, like, it gives me very much, like, um, what's the movie I'm thinking of with John Travolta, um, Greaser, Grease vibes. You know, like, those dudes, like, they're very macho and they're very manly, but they have no problem getting close to each other's faces and potentially growling and, like, you know, sort of, like, trying to headbutt each other. I'm like, ugh. I love this. This is wonderful. And like homeboys literally on the beach playing volleyball, just oiled up. I'm like, yeah, I get it. I understand. This is interesting. This is fun. Uh, but yeah, um, listen, I'm all for men just appreciating that each other. That scene has no implications on the plot. It does <laughs> It's just the dudes playing beach volleyball. That's it. Mm. That's all it is. They don't break. And we never talk about it ever again. Mm. Right, to the point where, like, we don't, like, to the point where nobody even, like, the movie is just like, hey, we're not going to focus on that. We're going to focus on the fact that Maverick hasn't taken a shower before he went to Charlie's house. In fact, he's so confident he's going to use her shower because that's how, like, like, what? what man but i'm glad she was like yeah i do mind homie i'm hungry thank you like slow down dog slow down right because it's like you want to take a shower real quick how do you take showers because i need at least 15 to 20 minutes to thoroughly clean but you just go and rinse use a rag and let the soap run down you that's it that's disgusting like we're not doing that here not in where were they hawaii florida somewhere Miramar in California. Oh, there, somewhere off. I've done, I've, okay, Miramar. That makes sense. Like they were somewhere tropical with a, not, a lot of sun, didn't know where. But yes. Kelly, baby. But yeah, that part was interesting. How, but yeah, how do you feel about just uh, guessing like who? Oh, yeah, that's my question. How do you feel about the plot overall, the story arc for Maverick? And then, secondly, who's your favorite character in this movie? I mean, I probably already know the answer, but like, who's the character every time they're on screen, you're just like, I'm entertained. Um, the plot. The plot's not the strongest thing in, on the planet. You know, like, mm. 
people want to like they want to show off jets they show off a lot of jets and there's a lot mm-hmm. of tissue just to connect all that um right i enjoy a lot of those a lot of that tissue personally um like it's schlock man like maverick's journey i do I do like though, you know, it is your typical underdog story, you know, mm, right. Your strength flow, all that stuff. Yeah. And it's also not just your typical underdog, but just like the cocky guy um, story arc where it's just like, mm. he's a hot shot. He thinks he knows everything, suffers a big loss and then has to find himself and then bounces back. Like it's a tale as old as time, mm-hmm. but to the movie's credit, came out in 1986 so this was setting the standard back then it's just it's now been done to death (laughs) so many times since and even before it but at least then it was still like yeah but we still enjoy that that plot (laughs) right now it's like oh my god back then you had good popcorn films like top gun where no one actually cared for like, oh, this doesn't need to be as deep. This is just entertaining. Movie of 1986, baby. I'm curious. 1986 movies. I'm curious to see what else came out that year. Manhunter, Howard the Duck, Karate Kid, three. Transformers dropped that year. Okay. Oh, Aliens two. Uh, Big Trouble, Little in Little China. Okay. Okay. All right. That makes sense. Yeah, I can see. Okay. All right, back to it. Okay. My bad. Sorry. But yeah, I think the plot is very, very straightforward and it gets the job done. I'm like, cool. Like, even though you already know how this is going to end, you know he's going to somehow rise above it and all that jazz, blah, 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 blah. Goose is going to die at some point because Goose is the first casualty of his arrogance, of his bravado, bravado if you will. It's, but, it still hurts, man. Is that who Miles Teller is playing? The son of Goose? Yeah. Okay, that makes so much sense. Boy, it has no lines. Okay. Okay, I thought he was Iceman's son for some reason. You shake my nose and you rattle my brain. Hmm. Okay, but yeah, who's um, who's your favorite character? I, I obviously besides Maverick. Um. <laughs> Because mind you, there's also only a handful of characters. I, I really, I really do love Goose, but like Iceman's so cool, bro. Mm-hmm. Like Val Kilmer's Iceman is just like it's true. It's cool as ice, baby. It's cool as ice. You know, oily like, skin, chewing gum like he doesn't care. He's like, I know I'm gonna dust his ass at some yeah. point. Like, okay, standing like this all the time, like that shower scene where he's just like, it's <sighs> like. Val, relax. <laughs> You're you just took a shower, bro. You're not standing to attention. Chill. Mm. Relax the bod. <laughs> exactly. It, it's interesting, but um, but yeah. I guess uh, what's your like favorite moment from this film? And that can be visual, character, anything. All the jet scenes, man. Mm. All the combat. Um still is my favorite part of this movie again 
That's why I'm looking forward to the sequel because uh, we doing it, baby. <laughs> so I'm really stoked for it, man. I'm really stoked for that. Um, but like, bro, it's always been the Jets. For me, that's what this movie lives and dies by them jet sequences and how they pulled it off just to make a story out of those flying shots. <clears throat> it's great, man. It's great. It's just fun. You know, this movie is, isn't afraid to just like have fun, but also like try and tell you a story and be like, Hey, don't forget. This is dangerous. <clears throat> like this is all fun and games, but guys can lose their lives and not in combat, just in training. Yep, or they can get third degree burns from coffee stains, like the most outrageous things. How about some butts? I want them now. Right, I was about to say, speaking of this movie being gay, I was like, oh, okay. I want some butts. I was like, I, I bet you do. I'm sure of it. That's twice. <laughs> I want some butts. That's honestly my favorite part of this whole movie. <laughs> like the comedic timing that is beautiful. Oh my goodness. But, um, that's a fun, like, honestly, it's a fun gag to just, mm. um, just pat buzzing the tower. It's such a fun gag. Like, mm. he also never gets in trouble for it, like, actually. Never. Like, never not gets once. really reprimanded for it. So it's just like, yo. This is he too busy doing other mistakes. He's too busy getting in trouble for other things. They're like, like how you most confident pilot, but also the prankster <laughs> of this group. Like, Wait a minute. Uh, what do you? So now you answer those questions. What do you feel about the plot? Uh, who's your favorite character? Who's your favorite sequence? Okay. I uh, I don't know about favorite sequence, but or no favorite sequence or least scene. I would say is the scene with him and Charlie in the elevator because low-key, like, as you know, I like older women, have a little experience. I'm like, oh, I remember being in the elevator flirting with a woman who's like, you know, however many years older than me and it going relatively well. Like, okay, I feel you, Maverick. I got you. I understand this. I understand the confidence here. I'm with you. But no, um, character arc. Pretty, as we mentioned, it's pretty standard, but it's very entertaining. I think for me, the only um, downfall is I think halfway through the movie kind of loses its um, its drive, and I think it's right after when Goose dies because again, that's a very dramatic moment. When I so we have to go through that whole arc of loss, we're at your lowest point, now we got to find that thing to reignite your passion, blah 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 blah. And it's beautiful, don't get me wrong, but I wish we just had that. We kept that excitement from the first hour of the movie and whatnot. But again, like I said, I totally understand why we had to get, get it back that at dramatic the end. moment. We do. We very we we very we do. But I just wish like I just wish that was stable. I, I just wish like even during the low moments, I was just like, yeah, this is great. Like this is amazing. I, I like a lot of that. Um that middle section like post goose death. Um mm. Just one because like Tom is Tom is working, you know. He's trying to show that probably one time, yeah. He um, ever acts in this movie, or like fully acts in this movie. I'd say. 
Um, like, I wish, you know, my problem with the third act is I feel like things happen really fast. It's just mm-hmm. like, we're here, we're here, we're here, we're here, we're here. You know, like, I get it. You got to get to that combat, homie. Like, this is what you sold this movie on. So mm-hmm. you got to get to that last action sequence. But I like me for character, I wish we could have saw Maverick deal a little bit more with the with the goose death a little bit just to like everyone kept telling him to be like hey man it wasn't your fault and I don't think homeboy ever says outwardly that it was his fault you mm-hmm. see it because he's doing a lot without saying anything and I love that but I'm also just like I wish we could have found a way to get into his head to have him like go to Goose's, like, you know, do the, it's the age-old trope, but, like, go to his gravesite and, like, just have him just really pour his heart out. Like, I really wanted to, like, get into Maverick's head. But also, like, I understand it because, like, not all, but, like, a lot of the soldiers I've met in my life, um, sometimes it's hard to, like, really get those guys to open up if they seem, like, some real stuff out like some serious stuff out there you know mm. and so sometimes you know you don't you can sort of see how they're feeling about a thing but they're they're never gonna they can't vocalize it, it yeah so i can i can understand that but i'm also like yeah but he's the young brash guy like i kind of just want him to have that moment where he's just like i don't know if i can keep doing this and did you need it in this movie no could it maybe have helped? Yeah. But also, would that have continued to slow down the momentum of the movie? Probably. Because but it would have been perfect, though. Altogether. Um, it would have been perfect, though, especially since Goose is the main one who trusted him in everything. Like, every time he would mess up, Goose is just like, yeah, I know you're going to get it right. I trust you. You're going to figure things out. And now I'm yeah. dead. He needs to have that anime moment where we see that same scene 20 times. <laughs> <laughs> but it gets you every time though you're over there like we've seen it already but yeah man do it just do it you know like mm. and it's a melodramatic uh, piano version of how highway to danger zone <laughs> just playing in the background while he's yes. sobbing yes and, and then it swells and then it actually kicks in the highway to danger zone when he's actually when he gets back when he re-engages mm-hmm. Then he walks to the graduation. Right. Then he goes to the graduation. We know. (laughs) We know he's re-engaging. We saw his plane turn. The music swelled. Thank Mm -hmm. you, Captain Obvious. Right. Yeah, right. The captains were definitely late in responses every time something happened. Which I get it. They're they're not in the field, so they their timing is going to be delayed. I was just like, somebody could have died by the time you called a decision captain. Like this is why Maverick is out here doing what he's doing because he's actually the captain <laughs> of this mission. He's the one who has to make the decisions. He's not though. He isn't, but he I likes to act like he's definitely he is. like head pilot in charge on that mission. Mm-hmm. That's for so sure. speak. So speaking of um, the sequel, where do you think? Because unfortunately, 
Val Kilmore did pass away, right? I'm correct on that. No. Or is he still alive? Is he going to be in the sequel? Yeah, I mean, I don't know to what capacity just because of oh, what happened to him health wise. Talk on Because, like, he has that. Okay, it says he's girl. in here. Yeah, mm-hmm. he's in the movie. We've never seen him in the trailers. We've seen a picture. And, like, the dude has that thing where, like, he has to, like, hold it to be able to talk. Mm-hmm. As smokers get, but that's not why this happened to him. Um, because right. he had throat cancer, I think. Um, but yeah, mm-hmm. okay, like, you know, like, is he gonna be talking a lot? Maybe not. I don't know. I'm sure they'll figure out a way to do it, but I'm glad he's back. I'm glad he's in the movie, you know, because it's like Val Kilmer hasn't done anything because of his health, um, <clears throat> except right, very similar to Bruce Willis, which is great. Which, did you watch his documentary? No, yeah. And just see, like, hearing his experience working on this movie because he didn't want to do it. And also, like, how hard it was for him to break out of the stigma of just being Iceman. Like, people just wanted to cast him in characters and roles that are very similar to Iceman. He was just like, guys, this is not what I do. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. I did this one movie one time please. That's not who I am. I'm going to go do Tombstone. Thank you very much. And then I'm going to be Batman. Give you versatility here. Yeah, he was. He was Which also, if you guys want our thoughts on Batman, there's a link down below. Check out the playlist. Nine plus videos. I think it's ten, actually. Where we just talk about every live-action Batman movie. But continue. And Mask of the Phantasm. Every theatrically released Batman movie. Yeah. Minus Thank you. Lego Batman, which we will complete that at some point. <laughs> when we do the Lego film reviews, <laughs> or we just decide to do a, a, Phil, a Miller and Lord um, movie review series. That's better. Because then at that point, we can also include the 21 and 22 Jump Street uh, films. I like this plan better. <laughs> <laughs> I don't... I love Jackie Chan. I've never seen that that Lego movie that he did. The Ninja one. Oh, Ninjago? Yeah. Never seen it. Was that credit? Was that film art? No, it wasn't then, but it was in you said doing a you said do a Lego in review. No, I mean I just mean like the ones that they did, like Batman, um, the Lego movie one and two, and that's about it. Like it's only three of them. They yeah, did. They're all in the same universe. We'd have to finish it. Mm. Just like we finished Fast and Furious. <laughs> I mean, we got to the best movie, so we're done technically in terms of quality. No, we will complete it. I promise. We, Cliff, Cliff, you know what we'll do? We'll do a second round when, I don't know, when Fast 10's coming out. When's that movie coming out? We don't even need to do a second round. We just need to do a second half. <laughs> Yeah, that's what I mean. That's our second round. The second half of the Fast and Furious franchise in time for Fast 10, and then we'll actually review Fast 10 on time. That's the promise. Because you know what's coming? Transformers next year. So guess what? You're suffering through... Is that next year? 2023, right? Right? No, that's 2022, I think. Yeah, June 24th. 
Where the trailer at? Oh, I'm sorry. It's been um, it's got. Uh, they moved it to. Yeah, you're right. It's next year. The initial release date was June 24th of this year. Yeah. They moved it to next year. I saw that they re- moved it. I'm not crazy. Okay. Yeah, because I've been patiently waiting to rewatch those five movies. Like, ugh. Good. They could delay it another year. And then I'll- I don't know. I might just end up watching them on my own and be like, all right, I'll come no. back to this a year later. No. I want fresh eyes on them. I want true fresh eyes on them, Cliff, when you see Oh, them. it'll be a year later after I've watched these movies. No. No, Cliff. Like I've been yearning to watch let just darker the moon. Let it yearn. Also, when we do do that, we are also reviewing the eighties movie. Okay. Do we want to put the the three sequel or the three part Netflix thing too? Nope. I still Honestly, I never finished. I still haven't finished the Beast Wars arc. But I never got past episodes the first three episodes of the first um series it's not bad it's just i'm bored as as, as simple as i can put it it's not super engaging also the convolutedness of beast wars just because what they do with the lore now i'm just like okay mm-hmm. i don't know if this was worth it mm-hmm. you know where i'm just like couldn't you just have gone to earth like i thought this was like the art building up to hey now we're on earth and we're dealing with humans like I kind of wish that's the direction they went, where it's just like, and now it's the fight for Earth. Because <clears throat> they, okay. you know, Decepticons want to terraform it. That's not the game about Beast Morphers. Mm. But yeah, not the Power team, but, you know. Mm. Oh, Beast Morphers, yeah. Wow. Oh my God. But yeah, let us know in the comments if y'all want to do a Transformers. Out there, they may not know what a Beast Morpher is and Transformers speak. Which we're about to get again in a movie directed by Michael Bay, and that it's not pisses no. me off. It's not, thank God. No, it's um. Maybe we'll get Formers, a good Transformers movie again. Rise of the Beast. It's directed by. Give me a second. Um, Stephen Cable Jr., who directed Creed Two. Why? Why didn't we just let the guy who did Bumblebee? He did a good job. It was a good movie. Let that man direct some Transformers movies. Oh, right. We got to watch that, too. Holy shit. I forgot that movie. Yes. Because it's a good one, though. Haley Seinfeld's in it. And she's great. I don't know. I keep forgetting that's the one that I fell asleep on every time I watched it. <laughs> because my... Transformers movie. Oh, I'm sure it is. I'm sure it is. But um, let us know in the comments if y'all want us to watch these Transformers movies within the next year. Because then when Beast... When Rise of the Beast come out, we don't even gotta watch all these movies. It's just like, all right, cool. When the movie drop, all right, we're going to a matinee so we can sp- sp- spend like seven dollars, four dollars instead of twelve, thirteen. All right, cool. Hey, hey. The reason why I'm going to see Top Gun two on opening night is because that's the crowd of people I want to be with. People who love this movie, so I can cheer, hoot and holler, and people won't be like, "Yo, bro, shut up." You know. <laughs> And I know people are getting tired of going to movies and people screaming and hooting and hollering, but I just feel like, yo, if you're going open at night, 
specifically for like action based movies. Mm-hmm. You know, like it's a show. It's entertainment. Yeah, the people on the screen can't hear us. And don't get me wrong, I don't do it all the time. Like I think the most obnoxious I've ever been was probably when we went together to go see No Way Home. And that was just because my girlfriend sat in between us. So <laughs> I'm sure that was the only like most of it may be like the nice young lady and her boyfriend who was sitting next to me. They were probably like, can y'all they never said anything, but like hey. it's a Marvel movie. Expect screams of just anything to happen in any film. Especially there. Especially for Spider-Man, like comes with the territory. But yeah, what's your um what's your final thoughts on Top Gun? Because I know once we start talking about other stuff. <laughs> That's what I know. It's like, I guess a better question is: Does this also make your? Does it also make your? Does the? Does this film also become your favorite Tom Cruise film of all time? Now, I know it's your favorite movie of all time, but is there another movie where Tom Cruise specifically is better in, where he's in a better role? If that makes sense. Mm. My final thoughts on this movie are it's still fun. Um, The highs are great, the lows are low. Mm -hmm. And I just mean like story-wise, not like quality-wise. This movie still works for me to this day. It's my favorite movie. I love it. I love it. I could talk for hours about this movie, and but I know people got things to do. We got things to do. Gotta have a whole meeting after this. So I get it. Um, but this movie's fun. If you've never seen Top Gun, give it a shout, man. Just check it out. It's great. It's fun. Cheesy? Is it schlock? Is it homoerotic? Yes, 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 and yes. Is it all the better for it all? Yes. It's Top Gun, baby. <clears throat> it's about jets. It's about in-shape men. It's about the Navy. It's about love. It's about tragedy. But never forget, it's about America. <laughs> No, this movie's great, man. It's Top Gun. I love this. I love it. Maybe that's where I just cut the video. (laughs) Yes, that's where you should cut the video. Wait, I just started playing the national anthem, which is right afterwards. (laughs) But yeah, that's Top Gun for you, for you, ladies and gentlemen, and my non-binary folks. Uh, Let us know in the comments what you like about the movie. Pals, pals, and non-binary pals. Yeah, I could. I tried to figure out how to make that rhyme, but I, I had a brain fart. But yeah, let us know what y'all think about this movie. Um, is it one of your favorite films? Favorite um, scene? Favorite character? Um, music moment? Score? Whatever? Blah blah blah. Are you seeing Top Gun Maverick? Let us know. Uh, we'll we'll review that at some point, probably, because I'm gonna try and see it as soon as possible. That way, you're not just like sitting there, but like, uh, I need to get my thoughts on screen like that. You know, that way we can get this yeah, in the in the in the hole. 
you have till I get back Tuesday morning. <laughs> seeing that movie. That's all I'm saying. I just go to a midnight screen. Like, all right. Might be home till two o'clock. Let's watch Top Gun. We'll see you guys next time on the highway to the danger zone. Like, share, subscribe. <laughs>